0: Let's dive into the question that we have for today. And the main question is, I think I've been blacklisted by my most steady client. Any advice on how to make amends? So that is what the question is. Um, But let me give a little more context based upon what this person is saying. And I'm going to sum it up. So because it's it's a long question and you'll see it on the screen, but I'm going to sum it up pretty much the person is saying they were working with a company that gave them a steady amount of work and it was responsible for 40% of their income. Let's call that company blue. So, um, however, during down seasons, company blue doesn't really pay them a lot of money. So they have cycles, right? And during down seasons, they don't pay them a lot of money, but he still works with them to keep the relationship or, um, he or she, whoever this is, they still work with them to keep the relationship. So a second company comes along, uh, Company Red, and they, they seek the freelancer and they ask, you know, are you willing to work with us? And they're willing to pay a high amount of money. So the person's thinking, ah, this person is in the down season, they're not paying a lot anyway. Company Red is offering a lot, I'm gonna take Company Red. While they're working on Company Red, Uh, the original company comes back and says, Hey, can you do a project for us? And the freelancer turns them down because they says, I'm sorry, I can't work with you. I already have another project going. Um, you know, here's, here the names of some other people you can maybe work with. Um, fast forward to currently, uh, the freelancer reaches back out to company blue originally and someone within the company says, you know, um, they've angered some of the higher ups by turning down a low paying job and working for a competitor so maybe somebody caught wind they were working with and for another company and now they're trying to get back in good graces with the company but they can't so um, anyway that's a quick synopsis of what's going on so let's dive into the answer so in hearing the question it sounds like there are a few undertones that are going on one undertone is the company is acting like and treating you like an employee so they want some exclusivity with you um, number two if the higher-ups are really upset why are they upset maybe they do not understand the working relationship or the contract you all have um, a third thing that's going on is um, there's an assumption that you went and worked for a competitor now i'll say how would they know that i mean did you tell them you were working with a competitor um there's there's no way they they would even know you're working with a competitor unless you shared that information with them and honestly it's really none of their business but besides that fact um, all the agencies and freelancers are like you have a portfolio right so maybe they looked on their portfolio and saw a competitor who knows and then lastly there's the undertone like you're dependent you're being the freelancer you're dependent upon this company for for 40 why are you so dependent on them so those are some undertones but let's get into the answers So the first thing is the undertone that you are dependent upon them. Um, I've worked with many different people in the past and I know how it is. When you build a relationship with a client and the client actually pays you, you know, you all just expect that's how things go. And you rely on one another. They call you in a time of need, there's no need for finding a new freelancer. They pay you, there's no need in finding a new client because that takes a lot of time. However, the fact that they are 40% of your income concerns me very much because that means with any shift of the wind your revenue can tank so if they don't feel like working with you or they just say oh we don't have enough money or they say we hired somebody we're no longer working with a freelancer we hired somebody then 40% of your income is gone so firstly um, this is a good thing because it brought attention to the fact that you really need to, on the regular, look for more clients or start a waiting list of clients. So I've known some what freelancers do. Some of them, um, they're busy, and whenever somebody contacts and they say, "I apologize, I'm busy at the moment," I can add you to, you know, the uh, waiting list, or I can add you to, you call it something else. Waiting list sounds funny, right? But give it some brandability. You know, you can say, "I can add you to." the urgent client list um whatever you want to call it so as soon as i become available you get you know first priority call it um the priority rating list whatever Um, but as soon as that happens start a list and as soon as you get free you send an email to that mailing list and everyone else is just first come first serve right so you have a list of people who want to work with you Um, that's one thing um secondarily The question mentioned that uh, you worked with this company, Company Blue, and there was a competitor. So maybe you're working in the same industry. If you're working in the same industry, who are some other people that you can go to? You know, just like the company is upset, for those watching, I'm going through a tunnel, so they probably see like blackness right now. But anyway, um, the light is going to come back. There we go. So for those who are working in the same industry, there's some competitors. Just like they're upset with the fact you went with a competitor, you have the freedom to work with anybody else in their same industry if they need similar work. So there's an opportunity for you to specialize and niche down in this area or niche down, depending on where you live. Um, So there's an opportunity for you to focus on this one area because you've already done work, For example, um, I know a lot of healthcare clients, one of the first questions and only questions they ask in every meeting is, have you worked with other healthcare systems? Have you worked with other healthcare hospitals? Have you worked with other healthcare businesses? That's one of their first questions. And so, if you already have experience in this industry, that's something that you can add and say, I specialize in this industry. And you can reach out to other people that do that work. So that's the first thing, the first thing is, Regardless, you have to fix the fact that you are not so dependent upon this one company's income. Uh, secondarily, the second thing that I wanna address is, it sounds like there's some concern of sharing of information. So really, the company is saying, uh, Company Blue is saying they're concerned about, you, know, you worked with a competitor or may have worked with a competitor. It sounds like maybe that wasn't covered in the contract or there needs to be a non-disclosure agreement signed. And when a non-disclosure agreement is signed, what I mean by that is simply, you as the creative professional are not going to disclose any company information, any company secrets, um, anything without the express written consent from the company, right? Um, So yeah, there's that. And what I'm really getting at is there needs to be something or some type of legal document that protects the information the company is going to give to you. They have no idea if the work you did and what you learned with their company, you're going to take that and apply it to a competitor. They have no clue. Now, the work you did may be your own intellectual property in terms of the process you went about to provide a solution, but the actual thing you produced, whether it be code, whether it be marketing material, whether it be a website, um, social media campaign, who knows? That belongs or may belong to the company. Either way, those things need to be spelled out clearly in your contract or non-disclosure agreement. You as a creative, of course, you can reproduce the creative work for anyone. However, it sounds like maybe there's not understanding or mutual understanding around the privacy of data and information so if one is not signed that's something that you probably want to present a non-disclosure agreement an NDA and you want to mention um, all your information is protected your numbers are protected so whomever I work with I'm legally bound to not share your trade secrets or not share your trade revenue numbers or the list goes on something like that um, that definitely needs to be in place so I said all that as some cautions for some other undertones that I heard um, but let me directly answer your question right you asked a question pretty much I've been blacklisted by a company how do I get back in good graces with them that's the direct question so the first thing I would say is remain professional you don't want the company by any means to assume that you are unprofessional or you are upset right or even in your position of begging you don't want them to think you're begging for them to come back Um, really so um, remain professional write them an email or at this point uh, get on the phone with them and say something to this effect and you can edit this to be whatever it needs to be for your unique situation right Um, i'm not consulting and providing legal counsel to you or anything i'm just telling you what my thoughts are so you're gonna have to tailor this to your own situation but say something to the effect of i've really enjoyed working with company blue and thus far throughout our relationship i've been able to provide value x for company blue and x is whatever the amount of work you've done that has produced some type of result so I've been working with Company Blue for this long and I've enjoyed working with it and I've been able to produce X amount of value for Company Blue. Um, Based on recent communication, uh, there may be some concern about the privacy of information in working with Company Blue. You know, to be proactive, Um, I definitely would like to work with you in the future, and I have sent or attached a non-disclosure agreement to ensure that all the work that we produce is not shared with any other clients I may work with. Um, As a freelancer, I do work with multiple clients, um, and I want to ensure that your information is protected and you are comfortable with the fact that I work with other clients as well. So that's one half, a non-disclosure agreement in which you're being proactive and you're, you're saying your information is protected. The second thing is because you're at a crossroads, maybe it's time for a new contract, a new statement of work, uh, a new work order, whatever it may be. So in that new contract statement of work, or even on the same email, you can also mention, I've recognized there is an opportunity for um, the need to be an exclusive partner with your company. Um, As a freelancer, I I have multiple clients, but I'm willing to work with your company exclusively. However, it's going to be for this price. So in other words, you're addressing everything that they brought up. So, if they want you to work with them just as a freelancer, you're willing to do that, but you're going to work with other clients. However, if they want to be exclusive, you're willing to work with them exclusively. However, um, it costs more money to work with you exclusively, and to where you're not going to accept other people in the very same industry as them because you want to be the exclusive. Partner, right? So that's pretty much it. And after that, you're really going to have to leave it to their decision. They're either going to choose one of the options you presented, sign the non disclosure agreement, and you work going forward as a freelancer, or you work going forward exclusively and they're paying you more money. Or lastly, everything I said is very professional, but they could say no and say, you know what, we just want to move on. We're not going to work with you anymore. That's a possibility. And if that happens, it goes way back to what I said where I first initially started addressing this question. You are gonna to have to find different clients or other clients because this person and this company um, is moving on from your relationship. So those are the few things that could happen. Um, I would really hope that you choose, maybe do all of the above and just see what happens. But just be prepared for them to leave because ultimately whenever a business is dependent upon one person or one company um, it's problematic for the growth of their business Uh, just to give a quick example before the end of the episode uh, I I remember a book author um, you know they had a book out and there was such a high demand for a book they only had one printer and such a high demand for this book um, the publisher and printer couldn't keep up with the demand. So they were losing out on sales just because they didn't have enough books. So the author learned this lesson and in the future, uh, whenever the author released a book, they always went with two publishers and two printers because they wanted to make sure that if publisher A couldn't keep up, publisher B would just print and sell the books as well. Also, what if one of the publishing companies goes bankrupt? You know what if they just are too busy and can't fulfill the order um you know what if one of them has better quality than the other one if what if one of them gives you a better price than the other um either way the person was prepared to say regardless of what happens i'm not hung out to dry because i have two publishers and printers i'm using and that's pretty much if the company comes back company blue if they come back and say no that's the direction you're gonna have to go in and choosing what direction to go toward. So yeah, that's pretty much the answer. Uh, thank you for checking out this episode of Traffic Talk, answering the question, What, how do you get back in good graces if you think you've been blacklisted by a company? Um, yeah, if you have any questions, reach out to me directly. You can go to NathanLote.com, click on podcast. And when you go to podcast and scroll over it, you'll see that there's multiple options. Uh, one of the options is Traffic Talk and you can submit a question there. Or reach out directly to me on social media, however you want to get it to me. I'll use that to answer the question. So, again, thank you for checking out this episode. I greatly appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, you need to subscribe so you can get answers like these uh, and leave a comment so I can see it and give you an answer. Uh, If you are listening on the podcast, you need to subscribe to the podcast so you're notified. Um, every week when these things come out so you can get answers and also so you know um, how to apply these things to your own business i just want to be as helpful as possible and not only that but i want to be productive i'm sitting in traffic anyway i might as well help out as many people as i can so yeah this episode was a little longer but i wanted to give a thorough answer thank you for taking the time to listen with me and i will catch you in the next one see you.